0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad
2: All right the Edmonton Oilers have 3 new players Tyler Ennis, Andreas Athanasiu, and Mike Green all coming over in advance of the trade deadline. Sam Gagne is traded away as are a few draft picks. We'll give you the full story there. And your reaction is welcome this evening. How did Ken Holland do? How's the team looking with 20 games to go in the regular season? You can call or text 780-496-0063. There was also a minor trade that we'll tell you about as well and a couple of other transactions that will affect the Oilers here moving along. There is just one game in the NHL tonight. It is Ottawa Tech. Taking on Columbus that game is tied 1-1 early in the second period the Oilers next action is tomorrow when they visit the Anaheim Ducks it's on 630 Chad the face-off show will start at 6 and the game will commence at 8 o'clock so breaking it down Tyler Ennis of course he grew up in Edmonton comes over from Ottawa the Oilers trade away a fifth round draft pick in 2021 Andreas Athanasiu and prospect Ryan Kuffner come over in a deal from Detroit. The Oilers send away second-round picks in 20 and 21. Sam Gagne also goes to Detroit in the deal. The Oilers retain 10% of Gagne's salary. And last night, late in the third period against Los Angeles, the Oilers announced defenseman Mike Green coming over in a trade. The Oilers trade away a fourth-round pick in 20. 2020, It becomes a third rounder in 2021 if the Oilers reach the conference final this year and Mike Green plays in over half of the games. And also in this, the uh, Detroit Red Wings are retaining half of Mike Green's salary. Kyle Brodziak's uh, contract also going to Detroit in this transaction. One more from this afternoon. Joel Pearson, who was up with the Oilers earlier in the season, has been playing with the Bakersfield Condors. He is traded to Anaheim for goaltender Angus Redmond and a conditional seventh round pick. Redmond with Newfoundland in the ECHL and he will remain with the Growlers. Tyler Benson and William Lagason assigned to Bakersfield of the AHL. Lagason then called right back up to the Oilers. He just had to be... uh, with the Bakersfield at the deadline to make him eligible to uh, continue playing in the AHL later on this season and Chris Russell has indeed been placed on long-term injured reserve so that is the breakdown of what the Oilers did today they uh, add a little bit of skill some speed up front and some experience and some ability to uh to move the puck maybe work on the power play if necessary by bringing in Mike Green thanks a lot for tuning in tonight my name is Reed Wilkins It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chat. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. General Manager Ken Holland on his message to the team today.
1: My message today is we're trying to win. I've come to Edmonton. I've come to Edmonton and we've got a great nucleus um, and they've played hard they've played hard to put ourselves in this position where we compete for a playoff spot and you know the last three years I was a seller in Detroit and we made the playoffs for 25 years before, it's fun to be in the playoffs. And it's fun to for the fans, for the players to have an opportunity to go against the team head-to-head for two weeks. And then if you're able to win that, to move on to the next round and be in the final eight and be in the final four. And I get back to, again, it's a fifth-round pick and it's a fourth-round pick. Certainly we paid a price for Athens CU, and no risk, no gain. No risk, no gain. I can sit around and do nothing and I can puddle around. And at the end of the day, the the coaching staff have worked incredibly hard, incredibly hard, on a day-to-day basis, starting a day one of training camp or going back to the summertime. And I think that our players have worked extremely hard, bought into everything the coaching staff has asked of them. And I'm I, I like that our team comes to work every day. They compete. Um We're playing good defense. We're finding different ways to win. We have different people stepping up. We lost Connor for a period of time. We went to six games. We go three, two, and one. So I think I felt like I had an obligation to try to pitch in and and help out. And we're trying to build a program. And if you can make the playoffs, and certainly we're in a real race. We're in a real race. This, there's no guarantee we're going to be in the playoffs. So that's why in the Athens CU, if you don't make the playoffs, we still have Athens CU. Uh, it wasn't done just, just for this year. And I just think that it was, it, was, it was my time to try to pitch in to a group of people that have worked extremely hard to put ourselves in a position.
2: Yeah, Holland has used that phrase a lot over the last couple of days. He wanted to pitch in. He felt that the players and coaches have done their jobs. Time for him to uh, do his and bring in some players who can help the roster. I got to tell you, Holland added more players than I thought he would. I mean, if you would have told me uh, Athanasiu or Ennis 24 hours ago, I would have said, well, I think he gets one. I doubt he gets both. I'm uh, a little surprised Sam Gagne was was traded away. I, I mean, again, the, the Oilers also had to give up a couple of second-round picks in that deal. I think uh, the relationship with Ken Holland and Steve Eiserman in Detroit probably helped here. And uh, the Oilers do indeed look better and look deeper. Tomorrow night against Anaheim, just spitballing here. Are we looking at McDavid between... Athanasiu, and Chason, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto, Shayen Ennis, and Archibald, and then Kara, Haas, and Patrick Russell. And this is with Neil Cassian, and Nygard still injured. I mean, you're probably going to have McDavid, Athanasiu, and Cassian as a line. You're not messing up the Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins line. Uh, you know, could Nygard slide in for Kara? Could Neil slide in for Kara if everybody's healthy at the same time? and Alex Chason, who I've liked as a, as a player, but he's more of a depth forward, and, and he can fill in up in the lineup, and he can play on the power play, all of a sudden he is, you know, without a doubt, a fourth-line player on this team. And when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, Alex Chason was often a fifth-liner on the team. He played in the playoffs. He played a significant number of playoff games, but he was a scratch for every game in the actual Stanley Cup final. So the Oilers are deeper. They are speedier. They've added a little bit of skill. Athanasius uh, scored 30 goals last year, having a a, a tough year this year obviously with a, a pretty bad team in Detroit Ken Daniels is the play-by-play voice for the Red Wings.
0: You're getting the speed to burn and I thought boy you, you put him with Connor McDavid I would think Andreas Apenesiu straight ahead speed not with the puck necessarily but straight ahead speed could be perhaps the fastest in the National Hockey League so I think in the time that Connor McDavid's been with Edmonton there's nobody better than Andreas Apenesiu who can certainly keep up with him so you're getting a guy defensively yeah does he have his to his game 100% and take that minus 45, that green jacket or whatever he was going to wear this season and put it aside because on the team that he struggled with. And, it, you know, when you look at Detroit, and, and probably since December or so, when you look at Andreas Appen- see his numbers, maybe in that time when I looked at it a while back, and he'd been hurt for a little bit of time, so his minus 25 in that time was right up there with Dylan Larkin and with Mike Green, who you got, and with Terry Philpah, who you got. So maybe take that with a grain of salt because he was just on a, on a, on a, on a team that struggled and couldn't keep the puck out of the net as good as Jonathan Bernier has been lately. So you had that minus piling up for Andreas Athenasiou. He wasn't alone. But defense has never been a strong suit to his game. I wouldn't really worry about that. You got him with Connor McDavid. I think it's a home run for... Edmonton for sure, and what the Red Wings get in two doubles in second rounders for Double I think it's a great deal for Detroit too. That's what they're building for the future. All
2: right, and we got a text coming in uh, saying this. Can someone explain to me if all the great things about AAA as a player, why wouldn't a rebuilding team like the Red Wings want to keep that if he's as good as all the media reports all today? It doesn't add up. Please provide context beyond he's fast like Connor. Well, I think we, we have provided that context, and Kenny, I don't just sit there. Look, Andreas Athanasiu, is not a defensive wizard by any means so he's going to have to work on that part of his game show some commitment he's been an inconsistent player there could be some frustrating moments with this individual there there is no doubt about that and but like ken holland said with the trade he had to give up a couple second rounders he said no risk no reward so he's trying to get the reward out of Athens, CU, that he comes to Edmonton, he plays with McDavid, he gets scoring opportunities. His speed works well with McDavid, but to that texture, yeah, there's a risk. What if What if he doesn't commit? What if he's not able to finish opportunities? And then, and then you're still looking for someone to play with Connor. Fair comment. He he has an upside. I mean, I, I hope to that texture you're acknowledging an upside, but I just laid out the risk in this deal, and uh, and we know what this city is like this fan base is like and this this media core is like when you have a player who does not appear to be living up to potential it can get tough for that player and and that could be the risk here with athensio going forward no doubt about that fair 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 question but i think there's been plenty of context about what type of player he is jared writes in he says reed when the uh, team is at full health it'll be neil nygaard chason and kara fighting for two spots on the fourth line love it that is uh from jared well, fair enough. And you didn't even uh, you didn't even uh, lump Patrick Russell into that. That's another thing to remember, too. Uh, speaking of Athanasio, Ken Holland was his thoughts on this player.
1: You know, he's a talented player, uh, and I think, uh, you know, again, he's having a tough year. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he's a talented player, and we're hoping uh, that with, uh, you know, what we've got here in Edmonton, the coaching staff, that we can get the best out of him. Well, obviously he's got he's got great speed. Uh, he's got um, you know obviously got high end skill, um, and he's a talented player. And he's well, I mean, you know I think he's 25 years of age. So we're hoping that you know he's not 21 and 22. He's 25 years of age, and we're hoping that uh, his best years are ahead of him.
2: All right. So I think Holland lays it out there. You're, you're hoping. There's still a little bit of hope with uh, Athanasiou. He is a restricted free agent at the end of the year, so the Oilers will have him under team control. That's why Holland gave up a little bit more for him. The other two players, UFAs at, at the end of the year. Here, here's how I look at these deals. I, I think they're good deals. I th- certainly think the team is at least a little bit better than they were at this time yesterday. The good thing is there's the potential for them to be a lot better if everything really clicks. And you know what? If if all these blow up in Holland's face, you can walk away from the players uh, and, and move on. Plenty more from Holland, a little more on uh, all the players they acquired. I'm happy to hear from you as well, getting plenty of texts. I'll catch up on those. The phone lines are open for your deadline day reaction. Zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's inside sports on six thirty. Chet.
1: Out of the way. Safe is made. Loose puck in front. Back hitter. scores a rebound goal for Tyler Ennis. Suzuki had it taken away by Bertuzzi, who strides over the line on Ben Sherratt. hands it back. Anthony, who scores, and the Red Wings have fought their way back to take a four to three lead in front. Of
2: last goals with their previous teams for the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers, Ennis, Athanasiu, and Green, who are all expected to be available for tomorrow night's game against the Anaheim Ducks. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 6.23. A lot of trade deadline coverage today on 6.30. Chad, we are with you from 11 to 3. We're putting a wrap on things tonight on Inside Sports. Later on on the show, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, who is in Edmonton today, doing his cross-Canada tour. We will touch base with Randy, and I will ask him about that playoff proposal, keeping the divisions, having the two first-place teams get bys, ranking the other teams three through six, and then after those playoff games are played, the top seed in the league gets to choose their opponent in what would be the league semifinal. We will uh, see what led randy to pitch that and how it's being received as he goes across the country that is pretty interesting uh 780-496-0063 is how you can call or text brad just writing in he goes i don't see any issue for the oilers here ennis is better than gagne green is better than benning athanasiu is better than two first rounders That is uh, from Brad, writing in. Uh, the original Jared. We had another Jared write in. This is the original <laughs> Jared, as he's calling himself. Anthony, to see you is a major talent. Frightening speed, great hands at top speed. In my opinion, faster than Connor without the puck. Great trade. He might be faster than Connor without the puck. The great thing about David is he can do it with the puck. Uh, this texture says, I think the bonus of today is the Oilers didn't just add double A. If he doesn't work out, Ennis or Neal can play with McDavid. Former D-man Mark writes in. He says, hey, Reid, can't say this enough. Ken Holland doing a great job. I was skeptical of the Holland hiring. I'm happy to say I was dead wrong. Uh, I'm also a stand pat and go with what you've got guy. Considering all the injuries, making moves was totally understandable. He didn't mortgage the future. He made smart, good value trades. That is from former D-man Mark. Another texter says, we're not going to know anything until we see the chemistry between all the players, but I am optimistic and hopeful. Some texts there coming in to 780 and we'll keep getting to those as we move along this evening. Plenty more comments from uh, Ken Holland, from Mike Green as well, who had this to say about joining the Oilers.
3: I think first off, uh, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity, um, especially you know coming to the Oilers with a great hockey team, a great club. They're playing great right now, and um, obviously excited about uh, the long the long run that they're on. So, um, yeah, I mean it happened pretty quick yesterday. I got called in before warmups. Uh, we were playing Calgary, and Steve uh, had asked me um, this is presenting itself and. Uh, i'll be honest with you it was a no-brainer for me so it was an easy decision
1: have you talked to the others have they talked how you'll be implemented have you running a power play what, who you're going to be playing with things like that
3: n- n- not exactly no I-, I think uh you know we'll-, we'll discuss maybe tonight uh hopefully before we get going here and uh um i think it's just kind of we'll find a way to kind of ease me in i hope and uh because the team's playing really well right now, and and I think that's important,
2: that easing in. All right, a little bit there from Mike Green joining the Edmonton Oilers' Defense Corps. Plenty more of your...
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
2: Reaction, more comments from Ken Holland as we move along. You're listening to Inside Sports on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. <laughs> you tuning in tonight. The only game in the NHL is late in the second period. Ottawa and Columbus are tied 2-2. Brown with both goals for the Senators. Felino with both goals for the Blue Jackets. The Oilers will play Anaheim tomorrow. Edmonton did not practice today. So the Oilers will play tomorrow against Anaheim. A morning skate. Had a couple people uh, on the text line asking if we're going to hear from Ennis or you tonight. Uh, I was hoping to. I do not know if that is going to uh, pan out this evening. But if we don't hear from tonight, they'll definitely be available after the Oilers morning skate. You can text 780-496-0063. That is also our phone number. Oilers and Ducks tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show. The game will start at 8 o'clock here on 6.30. Wednesday is a late game. We'll have inside sports from 6 to 7. Face-off show at 7. The game against the Golden Knights will be at uh, 8.30. The Golden Knights getting Robin Leonard today, trading away uh, Malcolm Subban in that deal. Uh, or, uh, Vancouver, I should say, got Louis Domingue as uh, there's some concern about Markstrom's health in net. It, the general manager, Jim Benning, saying he could be... He could be... out three to four weeks. So, uh, could be a blow for the Canucks. He's been an incredible player for them this season. Okay. Uh, 780-496-0063 So you can reach us calling or texting Ken Holland General Manager of the Oilers So obviously he was looking to add forward depth
1: I went into this thinking that we needed to get More up front Obviously um, You know we You know again I'm going to come back To the Neal injury I'm going to come back to the Nygaard injury Um, You know those two in particular Are going to be a while here um, they both shoot left. Uh, they both play left wing for the most part. And we're in a pursuit of trying to get into the playoffs. Um, and um, you know, Mathis Cedar shoots left, plays left wing. Ennis shoots left, plays left wing. They can they they can go over to the other side. Obviously, it was a difficult um, meeting with Sam Gagne, who. Um, you know i know loves being an oiler and certainly as we worked our way through the cap we had to um in effect move move sam's contract to uh, make room to to add a contract so you know on, on one hand it's a uh, you know i'm excited about that what we were able to accomplish but it was tough to uh, tip and i met with sam and told him the news and it's uh, those are never easy decisions because uh, you're, you're talking, you, these are these are people and, and uh, they've got, you know, lives and emotions and it was, uh, you know, on the other hand, it was a tough day.
2: All right, and Holland touching on the departure of Sam Gagne there and I've certainly seen a lot of reaction from Oilers fans today, wishing Sam well. Pretty popular player who was... With the Oilers for the second time in his career. Remember, he came back to the Oilers just over a year ago in a trade for Ryan Spooner. So Gagne goes to Detroit in the Athanasiu deal. His contract will expire at the uh at the end of the season. Interesting year for Gagne, got assigned to the minors out of the gate, got called back up, and had played pretty much everywhere in the lineup. Some areas more than others, but he'd been up on the first line, he'd been on the second line, he'd been more in a bottom six role recently. Sometimes got out there on the power play, had that power play deflection goal against Boston last Wednesday, so Gagne moves on. Uh, You know, uh, his wife is from Edmonton, so there's uh, an element of home here for them. You wonder if they're going to wind up here uh, later on whenever Sam is done playing, but I guess that's a discussion for a later day, but definitely a popular Oiler who is moving on. Holland said definitely, Yeah, he's used that phrase a lot, he wanted to pitch in, he wanted to help the team my
1: job i think coming into the deadline is to bring in uh, you know are you a buyer are you a seller or do you feel you should stand pat and as we went into this we felt that um we'd like to do something to uh, put a little um i'm going to use the word buzz into our team obviously we're we're, they've, they've played hard all year um they've battled and scratched and clawed we've got ourselves in a position where we're fighting for a playoff spot we're banged up a little bit. I wanted to provide some depth. Certainly, you know, we used a fifth-round pick to acquire Ennis. It's a fourth-round pick that goes to a third if we're in the final four for Green. Obviously, we gave up two second-round draft picks for uh, for cu So paid a big price, uh, relatively big price for, for Athens-CU. Um, But again it's not a rental it's it's uh, he's restricted free agent and in terms of how they're going to be used who they're playing with what are the line combinations who's running the power play that's up for the coaching staff to decide going forward
2: yeah and here here's the thing i I mean these these are not star players that the orders have acquired and and, you know that one texter made a great point especially with uh athanasiu you know why why has he been traded if if detroit wanted to build somebody from the future fair enough I, I think the, the, the positive here for the Oilers, though, is that they have options and they have NHL options. They are not sliding in career minor league players to fill out their roster down the stretch. You know, Al, again, Alex Chason, he might, he might be a healthy scratch some games when everybody is healthy. James Neal, when he's playing five on five now, is he on the third or fourth line? and maybe helps out on the power play as necessary. Jujar Kara, whose game has obviously been criticized. This makes it a little tougher for him to stay in the lineup when everybody is healthy. And yeah, Athanasio, I don't know if he's going to work on McDavid's line. I don't know if he will. I don't know if Ennis will. I don't know if Neil can jump back in there and do it. But they're all actual NHL options. So, I mean, Holland's playing the odds here. And this is the same thing he did in the offseason. We talk a lot about Shane and Archibald doing a great job, helping the penalty kill. Archibald's been doing better, scoring a little more five on five. Not everybody Holland acquired last summer has worked out. But he, he put enough lines in the water and, and brought in enough fish that he got a few tasty ones along the way. That that was a that was a terrible analogy, Kellen. Yeah, it's dated, but <laughs> anyway you know what I would say he's Holland Holland is is not putting all his eggs in one basket is how I'll put it he, he's he's giving the coaching staff some options and again you know Marcus Granlin didn't really work out he came up and played a couple games last weekend did okay you know took a shot on Thomas Yurcho, players like that Joel Pearson who was traded away today took a shot on him on defense he didn't wound up sticking around in the NHL so i think the same thing is going on here he's providing dave tippett some options he's leaving it to dave tippett to how they're going to be deployed and i don't know if mike green is going to run the power play but now you have cleft bomb you have bear you have green and i know nurse hasn't done as well on the power play but he's another option that can at least do it and has done it before so now if somebody goes down or is uh gonna miss a game or two or misses part of a game or is having a cold streak you have options who can jump in there and i really think that's what holland has done as opposed to the option being well like last year we're going to call up a bunch of guys from the ahl and play out the string that way there's at least players who know what it's like to play in the nhl and have had successful seasons i don't know if all three of these guys are going to work out going into the playoffs maybe we'll say well all right he's now a scratch it didn't pan out but maybe the other two are helping and certainly up front there are more options you know, Tyler Benson today goes back to the farm. Maybe he's called up again. But instead of saying, okay, Tyler Benson, with your seven NHL games, you got to be one of the guys who helps us get into the playoffs. No, it's 30-year-old Tyler Ennis who's going to be in that role. So that, that's, that's how I look at it. They're, they're not stars. There are no guarantees. But there's a little bit more for the coaching staff to look at and say, okay, we know this guy has done this before. Let's give him a chance to do it again. As opposed to I don't know, can this guy do this? Well, maybe. I guess we got no one else to try. That's that's what I think the approach here. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This texture says, uh Reed, that's the fun part of being in this market. People aren't misunderstanding these guys for superstars. The excitement and buzz in this city is about the oilers getting NHL depth. Absolutely. Uh, Ice Castle's Brad, who's uh, entertaining, uh, says uh, Holland has put a lot of lines into different baskets, and as a result, he's caught a lot of fish that will lay different eggs in each basket. There you go.
1: <laughs> he's just missing the give 110 that's, that's, that's a really good one. That's Ice it. Castle's
2: Brad, is uh, he's slowly moving his way up the comedic rankings on the text line. I think the Big L and Yakushev are still the two funniest guys. But uh, that is a good one. They're all just fish, man. All the players are just fish laying eggs. Maybe Maybe that'll be my first question to Tyler Ennis when I interview him. Tyler, if you were a fish, what type of eggs would you lay and what would the basket into which you're laying those eggs look like? And how does that translate into you helping the team?
3: I mean awkward introduction, but yeah,
2: I mean you do you. Go ahead. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three to both call and text as we break down the Oilers trade deadline acquisitions. Uh, Holland was asked again today about that first round pick. Was he ever considering moving that
1: to trade the first round pick? There was there was never any conversations, and no player was ever offered to me. Nobody ever asked uh, about that
2: okay and and holland said he was not going to trade the first especially for a rental you know maybe if it would have been a player they could have got long term he uh, he might have considered it for sure all right. got gonna put all my eggs into the basket of commercials <laughs> and we'll be back with more from holland and more from you as we break down the trade deadline here on inside sports lot for tuning in full trade deadline recap on 630chet.com and globalnews.ca focusing on the Oilers moves tonight on Inside Sports they get Athanasiu from the Wings for a couple second rounders and Sam Gagné they get Ennis from Ottawa for a fifth rounder and last night Mike Green for Brodziak and a conditional pick uh, another trade with Detroit Joel Pearson traded to Anaheim he'd been playing in the minors for ECHL goaltender Angus Redman and a conditional 7th rounder that'll be conditional on how many games Pearson plays or does not play for the Anaheim Ducks 7804960063 KJM is on the line my goodness KJM what a pleasure
4: Well thanks for having me Reed uh, I uh, I just about I just missed you at uh, the lunchtime and uh, I thought I'd call in uh, this evening and uh, you guys were throwing something, talking about something about throwing eggs in a commercial basket. I thought I don't know, maybe I'll call now.
2: Yeah, well, this is perfect. Let's let's uh, hit me with the yoke of your comment.
4: Yeah, well, I I think that the the Ennis trade and the Green trade are both low risk uh, trades. You know, especially when you consider you know what you had to give up to get them. So they're like they're low risk. Um, I mean, like even if they they don't do. Anything that we, we would want them to do if they if they ended up sitting on the sidelines, I, I don't think that it's really a, a high risk. So not a lot to say they're really happy with those deals. I think especially Ennis will probably uh, provide a, a good punch wherever they, he ends up, line, end, ends up in the lineup. But um, more specifically on the Athens-U trade, um, I was wondering how much concern um, are you feeling here uh, regarding the potential risk on that side of the trade? Because giving up two second-rounders isn't isn't t-nuts i mean the guy has um i mean uh, control on his contract for for two more years but uh you know i've heard some mixed reports on on afghanistan in terms of his playing style i mean we know he's fast and that he he can he has the potential to to put the puck in the, in the back of the net with 30 last year but you know connor uh connor and a lot of our team are, are give and go type players and I, i've heard him described a little bit more as like an independent contractor i'm not really sure if if enigmatic is, is the right term or, or as such, but uh, are, is there any concern about how he might fit in? Um, do you feel on the squad?
2: Uh, I well, yeah, I touched on this a bit earlier. I have I would have concerns about his defensive play and about his consistency. That's how I would put it. I mean, we had Ken Daniels on who calls Red Wings games, and he said he's not a he's not a great defensive player, and he's coming to a team that you know I think they've they've shown some pretty good commitment to checking and defending. So I think the hope is he sees what everybody else is doing and, and does that himself. Um, yeah, I think maybe enigmatic is a is a bit of a good term because clearly the consistency hasn't been there. He's been, in like the team in Detroit is is awful, right? So you, you can't always, I mean, I don't think the plus minus is a true indication of, of the player. But yes, I think he is the riskiest of the three acquisitions. I think the other two guys, if they don't, Pan out, you you know, you walk away from them, and you didn't give up too much. Athens CU could have the biggest upside, but he could be the biggest frustrating part of this, where people are watching games and saying, like, what's he doing? Why isn't he doing what everybody else is doing? Yeah,
4: and you know, you know, the only other thing I would say about the Athens CU trade too, and I think that this this has been fairly well and widespread felt throughout the the other sort of uh, fan community, is that it's it's too bad that we gave up Sam Garnier. In the trade, I understand it's it's about cap and, and sort of that's how it works out. Um, but I felt that he, he really gave the team uh, a boost at different times, uh, especially, you know, in the, the second part of this season here since he's come in and played more games. Um, I think that he's most nights been uh, a good player for us and uh, is the right kind of guy on the ice and off the ice uh, for this group. So, uh, you know, I, I I have high hopes for Athens, CU, but... Uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe we're lucky enough to see Sam uh, in an Oilers uniform again in the future. But uh, I think that that's uh, that's a tough subtraction from the uh, from the team in the locker room.
2: KJ, it is always a pleasure to hear from you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks for a lot. Thanks for having me on. Reeves.
4: That is KJ at
2: seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Always fun to hear from him. Mike Green defenseman the Oilers added a little bit more from Ken Daniels who calls Red
0: Wings games for Edmonton I think it's a right-hand shot that, that's first and foremost I think he can take some of the min- minutes I know Clefbom an injury there but he can take some of the minutes from Oscar Klefbom too so again I think as a depth guy maybe a third pair can run a power play and a right-hand shot one thing about Mike Green he doesn't bail on plays I've never seen a guy get hit more and Mike Green, so he'll move that puck. You, you know, the thing is with Edmonton, uh, you got guys who can get the puck too. There really wasn't that for his numbers to pick up in Detroit. He could throw the puck up the boards, make a play, and I don't think the Red Wings had the skill level up front for him to get points for guys who could finish a play but mike green can still help a power play i think yes the red wing power play was not good but what did they have up there that was working and anthony mantha missed a lot of time uh mike green missed some time too so i think both the players that edmonton got where detroit was looking to move him, and green on an expiring contract it wouldn't surprise me and being a calgary guy and going to edmonton i, I wouldn't surprise me if ken holland even wanted to sign him to an extension he He's a class act guy. He's a great guy in the room, veteran guy, and I think he's a nice fit there. Not a top guy that he used to be, but a nice fit with some skilled guys up front that the Oilers have.
2: All right, so that's Ken Daniels, play-by-play voice for the Red Wings. I, look, this is this is just me projecting. Mike Green stepping in tomorrow for the Oilers. Is, does he get the first look on the power play just because he's a veteran? I don't know. It, it might still be Ethan Bear. But it means that probably now Darnell Nurse doesn't have to go on the power play, even on the second unit. I, I I would think if Green's not on the first unit tomorrow, he's on the second unit. Well, let me rephrase that, because we all know the others don't really have a second unit. The the second batch of players that sometimes go out, usually McDavid and Dreisleit will play the whole time, Uh, you know, Chase on a Neil would switch off. neil has been hurt. But sometimes they might switch the point, man. So... I think now it either goes bear-green or, or green-bear. And that's, I think that's a good thing to have. And then when you get bomb back, you have yet another option for somebody on uh, on the power play. Or maybe the second unit goes out with two defensemen if they have a little bit more of a second unit. So I, I think that that's, that's part of the reason green was acquired. Uh, Dave Leppard says Reed very happy with the trades today. Sad to see Gagne go, but I'm excited for the new guys. I think Jack Michaels is in for a challenge, saying the new guy Athena see you 40 times or so every game. <laughs> if anybody will handle it, it'll be Jack, for sure. Ken Holland on bringing in Green.
1: I talked to Steve Eiserman a few times over the last week. Um, you know. You can never have enough defense, but obviously I know Mike Green from my days in uh, Detroit. He's still, you know, his strengths are his ability to skate and his ability to move the puck. Um, so uh, over the last 24 hours, things heated up, and we 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 got the deal that we uh, that we done so, or that we that that we announced. Um, you know, he's a puck mover. Uh, you know, he can play on the power play if he has to be. Uh, so he's a good guy he's a good he's a good team player he fits in good in the locker room so we're excited to uh, make the deal
2: that is mike green and up front you know again we'll see how these players worked out but with athena cu there's certainly more speed there's there's certainly more speed and that's something the oilers were desperately lacking last season they suffered in the speed department when mcdavid nygaard and cassian were all out of action mcdavid's now back nygaard and cassian will be back, but Holland definitely wanted to get faster.
1: I think you want to have a fast team. You know, I think we've got some players on the team that can play fast. Uh, You know, I use the word dimensions. You know, you need lots of dimensions. You need size, you need some big guys, you need some defensive forwards, you need some offensive player forwards, you need some some playmakers, and certainly Ennis and C U Green, they're all guys that can skate. Uh, I like a team that can skate, I like a team that can compete, So, uh, but uh, not everybody has to skate fast.
2: Well, but it can help. <laughs> I think he was definitely looking for that. LS West of Edmonton writes in, "Hey Reed, do you think we will see all three guys tomorrow night?" I would think all three would play tomorrow night. Yeah, i I, I don't see, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I mean, for Green, maybe uh, maybe Benning comes out. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they go with four right shot D and move somebody to the offside. I think Athanasiou gets a shot with McDavid off the top. I think Ennis slides into where ben, Benson has been with Shane and Archibald. And I I do indeed think you'll see all three guys tomorrow. A reminder that some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classics spun with a modern twist. We will keep breaking down the Oilers' trade deadline. Your reaction is welcome on the call or the text line. In the next half hour, he's visiting Edmonton today. He's pitching a revised playoff format in the Canadian Football League CFL commissioner Randy Ambrosi. and is he uh concerned at all about the XFL A couple of good players from the Canadian Football League have decided to go to the XFL for this season that's all coming up Inside Sports on Chad
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad